actually think most veterans would be surprised at the long list of attributes that they have that already make them attractive to employers. Um, attributes such as strong worth, work ethic, commitment to excellence, attention to detail is always a good one. Um, and also the ability to succeed in a, in a challenging environment, which we've all been through. <laughs> hey there, and welcome back to the Tech Veteran Podcast. This week, Mel and myself talked to Kelly Davis, a RAF Air Combat Officer and Veteran, and now an Associate Manager at BCT Solutions, part of Accenture. In this episode, Kelly talks about veteran skills and gives us a little bit more insight into With You With Me's partnership with Accenture and what that means for our veterans. We hope you enjoy. Kelly Davis, Associate Manager at BCT Solutions and part of Accenture. Kelly, thank you for being on the show with us today. No worries. Hi, Ollie. Hi, Mel. Thanks for having me. Hi, Kelly. So, Kelly, tell us, uh, tell us your story today. Sure. Uh, well, I joined the Air Force in 2008 at 20 years old, and I joined as an Air Combat Officer. Uh, what is an Air Combat Officer? Uh, otherwise known as an ACO. Um, ACOs operate on a few different platforms with a few different capabilities in today's modern military. My particular role was to be an Air Battle Manager. This meant that I'd fly around in Australia's command and control aircraft, which is the E7A wedge tab, um, and I'd be part of the team that managed the airborne battle space. Think basically the opposite of air traffic control. Instead of keeping planes apart, I would put them together based on um, whatever their assigned mission was. I also spent some time instructing ab initio ACOs that were just starting out their careers in the Air Force teaching them the basics of aviation um, and building on their baseline tactical knowledge as well. Looking forward 10 years, <laughs> um, I still love my job and I still do, uh, but I was really much in need of a lifestyle change. I'd moved interstate seven times in my 10 years of service. And in my current posting, I was away from home for up to eight months of the year. On top of that, I also had an injury that was worsening the more flying that I did. So I figured it was time for a change and I spent a few months setting myself up for life on the outside. I looked at my transferable skills and how I could convert them into qualifications, both on paper and otherwise. I set up my LinkedIn, I worked on my CV and I didn't just start looking at jobs, but I also started connecting with people that I'd worked with previously in the military and who'd moved largely into defense industry as that's where I was looking at going. Within this process, actually, I actually came across uh, with you with me and had quite a positive but uh, short experience. Uh, I was lucky enough that I actually found a new job before going through the with you with me training, uh, but I absolutely did have an engagement um, and don't have anything but good things to say. So my new job was a great step out of defense. I was still a defense contractor, still using my core skills as an ACO in this role and I was still working on one of the RAF bases. So it was very much a, a gentle sideways step out of the Air Force for me. Uh, while I was in this position though, I found that I had a lot of spare time on my hands compared to my days in the Air Force. Um, so I thought I'd start studying and further upskill myself. A few weeks later, I found myself enrolled at the MBA program at the University of Queensland. I was even lucky enough to be given a scholarship through an amazing veteran foundation called Wandering Warriors. 
uh, wondering warriors are an organisation that assists veterans in their transition out of defence, in particular with their upskilling in education, and they offer MBA scholarships at both UQ and the University of New South Wales too. So funnily enough, it was through the MBA program at UQ and their networks that I actually came into my current role with Accenture. Another veteran who completed the MBA program found me and recruited me uh, because the organisation was seeking veterans to work specifically on defence projects. So Kelly, could you give us a bit of background on BCT Solutions part of Accenture? Um, it's, it's a consulting company that was founded in 2015 by two uh, ADF veterans. Then in 2019, BCT Solutions was acquired by Accenture, now BCT Solutions, part of Accenture. Um, and this acquisition gave the, organ the company um, an opportunity to work with the ADF and offer everything that a global professional services firm um, has to offer on top of what BCT was already offering. So this brings me to my current role. Uh, I'm a consultant uh, within BCT Solutions, part of Accenture. And I spent the last year working on land projects for Army. Uh, and shortly I'll be transitioning over to the aerospace portfolio uh, where I can actually offer more of my Air Force knowledge and expertise. Very cool. Um, on, yeah, on top of that, I'm also the lead for the veteran pillar within Accenture's inclusion and diversity community for Australia and New Zealand. That's always a mouthful when I have to say it. Um, <laughs> wow. What, what does this mean? Um, I'm the person that basically is there to vouch for veterans, both within the organisation and assist them in, in getting in as well. Uh, right. So one thing I've had in my sites recently is the awesome relationship that the Accenture team has been building with, with you and me. So if I can just ask Kelly with the university experience, um, where is the disjoint? So do you, do you find it a little funny or a little strange at times, you know, that, that difference in experience between yourself and the other students at uni? Or how does that, how does that flow for you? I actually don't think so. The MBA program in particular is full of people from vast walks of life. And there's actually quite a significant percentage of either people um, currently in the military looking to transition or people in a similar situation to me and have just got out and are looking to upskill um, who, who are doing the program as well. Just because it's such a, um, a broad program and covers so many aspects of what we encounter in the civilian world, I guess. Um, I've come across so many people from all walks of life. Yes, all very different um, experiences and backgrounds, but because of that, we actually all work really well together and share those and learn from each other that way. Yeah, so the catch word at the moment that everybody's happily throwing around is diversity. And um, uh, I just thought it would be interesting to hear your perspective on that. Um, so the other thing of interest to me right now is, is the uh, recently that With You With Me has announced the partnership with Accenture. Now, I, I myself am not terribly strong on what business partnerships actually mean. So can you just run us through what that actually means for both organisations and for our veteran community as a whole, what that partnership relationship would actually mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'm first going to make the assumption that if anyone's listening to this podcast, that they have an awareness of how With You With Me works and the overall goals and what you guys are trying to achieve. So as a proud supporter of the military community, 
Accenture, with you, may have partnered to get veterans trained and into a particular area of the workforce and in the workplace. Um, in this case, it was in a tech space and into the Accenture workforce. For this particular agreement, we took uh, 12 veterans from three different locations around the country and they received uh, about eight weeks of training which would assist them uh, get to particular qualifications and into a role working within an Accenture team. This training actually wrapped up at the end of last year uh, and they're starting with Accenture this year um, and working together with our Accenture team. So this was very much a pilot program for us um, as Accenture hasn't done business this way before. So we'll be looking, um, looking at how the program went, talking to the veterans, getting some feedback and seeing what other connections and partnerships we can achieve uh, with, with you, with me in the future to get more vets into our organisation as we do know how valuable we are, they are um, and we do have a lot of space for them in our, in our programs and projects at the moment too. Yeah, it'll be really good to hear how that goes. Yeah. yeah. So you were just talking about getting more vets into your organisation. What would make you guys more likely to actually hire a veteran? Like, What can a veteran do to make themselves, I guess, maybe more attractive to a potential employer? I actually think most veterans would be surprised at the long list of attributes that they have that already make them attractive to employers. Um, attributes such as strong worth, work ethic, commitment to excellence, attention to detail is always a good one, um, and also the ability to succeed in a, in a challenging environment, which we've all been through. <laughs> um, on top of that, there's also leadership and management skills, which no matter what rank you've achieved, you, you've still acquired those skills as well. Communication skills and time management and efficiency also really important which you just naturally pick up in the military. On top of those types of skills, there's also knowledge of the industry, which is invaluable. Knowing how the ADF operates is hard for someone to learn that hasn't served. So if you are going into a defence industry kind of role, uh, that knowledge is really, really good to have. And even more invaluable uh, going into defence industry are a, a network connections. You know, the people you know who are currently serving or have also moved into defence industry, um, that's also something which can be invaluable to employers too. So one of the big things about moving into the defence related roles is the question of the security clearances. And I think it's one of the obstacles that people, it, it, it's one of the first questions that people get asked. So I guess, how important is the security clearance? Um, in Accenture in particular, we have uh, quite a large defence and national security portfolio in which you generally will need baseline at a minimum, um, ranging up to uh, different security clearances. However, with such a big organisation and so many different um, arms and affiliations, there's also plenty more um, opportunity within Accenture uh, if you don't have a security clearance either. So we're Veterans are so valuable that we can put you into the defence folio or otherwise based on security clearance and uh, what your wants and needs are. The message being to our defence veterans and spouses that don't self-assess, throw your hat in the ring, give it a go, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So which leads us to the next sort of 
thing about this is let's get down to the mechanics of actually, you know, you've done the application or someone's called you up and said, come in, we want to have a talk to you. How would somebody or what could somebody do or how would they best prepare themselves for an interview? You know, how would the interview run or the interview process run for a role like yours? Yeah, sure. Uh, look, I think the best thing anyone can do, even pre-interview, is regardless of your field or your experience or your knowledge, is to set yourself up for success as much as possible prior. To do this, you need to know what skills you have that are transferable. If this is something that you individually are struggling with, then there's actually organisations which can assist with this. Um, this is something that I did. I took a printout of my PM keys and threw together a CV and went to an independent organisation and they gave me a list of all my civilian, civilian equivalent qualifications, including things like advanced diploma and leadership and management, um, which you can throw down on, on your piece of paper and uh, that will help you assist um, get to that interview stage as well. So I highly recommend that. Um, I also think it's important before you get to the interview stage to know your area of expertise um, or the niche that you're in um, or if there's something that you potentially want to look into in the future. Um, also, I think it's important that people know that it's okay to step outside of defence completely away from defence. So reskilling outside of the ADF can... Um, assist in either getting you into defence industry and utilising the current skills that you have, but also stepping away into something completely different. And that can either be a direct step or you can slowly uh, step into industry and then out of it. Um, there's, there's lots of options available that way as well. When going into an interview, I think it's really important that you have a clear understanding of what your um, strong, desirable attributes are and that they're also visible on your application for the employer. This sounds like common sense, but do your research. <laughs> um, Accenture as a whole is a massive organisation with lots of moving, moving pieces, uh, just like there is in the military. Um, so go online, search the organisation, particularly areas that you would like to know more about or like to um, move into and be as prepared as possible that way. Uh, preparation overall, I think, is the biggest key to success. Challenge the assumption on what it is that you're useful for and what you're good for and what it is you can take on um, in terms of, you know, in a huge and varied organisation like that. I think really what we're learning through this process on these podcasts is that if, if an area interests you, look into it, give it a go, have a try, talk to someone, learn about it, you know, let them know that you're interested and see and see what happens. Um, you know, don't, don't, don't self-assess on what it is that where your skills can actually be useful. Yeah, um, completely agree with you, Mel. And, and challenging yourself is just the first step. Once you've taken that challenge and decided, yeah, this is great and I want to keep going down this way or no, this is not for me, let's do something else, make sure you've jumped on board with what it is you, you really want to do and that will really help in that transition process as well. And I think something has just occurred to me, you know, in transition, you're already out of your comfort zone. 
So Absolutely, yeah. You know, you're already out of your comfort zone. So if you're out of it a little bit further, you know, is it really going to make that much difference? And what have you got to lose, <laughs> I guess? <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for that. That's really, that's really good advice. And, and I think what I took from that is, you know, you are obviously a very organised and very well-prepared person and your transition was well-planned, desired, uh, you worked it through in a systematic and well-planned fashion. But that point of, that you made about seeking help from a third party, for me, works just as well for the person where the transition uh, hasn't been voluntary, has been really short notice and unprepared is to just put your hand up and, and get some professional help from yeah, any one of the various different organisations. That's exactly right. And not everyone um, will be lucky enough to have the time, um, I guess, that I did to, to set myself up for that success. There are very different circumstances that different people go through, uh, but there are absolutely third parties out there, whether it be for um, setting up CVs, interviews, transferable skills, or um, looking for jobs in the workforce. Um, I highly encourage uh, utilising all the resources that you have available. Um, to, to, to help you out with that transition. Yeah, no, thanks, Kelly. I think a lot of that, in, uh, a lot of that advice just then was also valuable for everyone else, not just uh, veterans, especially, you know, doing your research and planning, I've found has really benefited me going and searching for jobs as well. So thank you. So let's get into the two questions we ask everybody, the most important ones. <laughs> Um, are the most exciting ones, I'd say. I was doing a bit of research before about BCT solutions and what they do, and what I gathered is they mainly work in the fields of cyber, uh, in electronic warfare, and in tech. So, Kelly, could you give us just a, what, what do you think is the most exciting thing happening in your field right now? So BCT Solutions in isolation was purely, purely servicing um, defence and government. And like you said, I was, Ollie, they were servicing... Uh, cyber, electronic warfare, and intelligence surveillance and reconnaissance um, within defence and government. Uh, through the acquisition of Accenture, that's given um, much more of a um, opportunity inside the technology and digital space, which is rapidly moving forward faster than, than we even know. <laughs> Um, generally, the ADF itself is slow to emerge, but um, things are still moving and Accenture and other partners uh, in technology uh, are assisting with the ADF to do so, as well as outside of the defence and national security portfolio. Um, Accenture is also working with um, other companies in completely different fields, moving forward in that tech and digital space as well. Um, you can't go wrong when you start thinking about training in areas such as uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, RPA, cyber. These are all things which are going to be massive moving forward as well. Um, yeah, watch this space. There's some good things coming both uh, in defence and uh, outside of defence industry uh, as well. That's a huge, a huge theme that's been coming up in these podcasts has been um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, data, um, and cyber. So I think you've hit it right on the head there. 
Just don't ask me any specific questions because that's not my area of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of people yeah. I can refer you to. I, I think the thing for people to remember is, is that if you want to find out, you're going to have to step in. You're going to have to give it a try. You're going to have to talk to Accenture about jobs um, and, and, and see what really cool things are out there that, that you can step into and, and have a go at. Absolutely. So, and relationships like the, the one we've just set up with, with you, with me, will also assist in people moving forward with that as well. Yeah. And, and even the scholarships, you know, the uh, MBA scholarships and things like that is something that I personally wasn't aware of, which I think is, is a fantastic opportunity uh, along the lines of further education. Yeah, so, absolutely. I've been very lucky. Um, to receive that and Wandering Warriors Foundation, great organisation, um, who've recently also started working with University of New South Wales as well as University of Queensland. Um, and there's been lots of success stories of veterans going through those scholarship programs as well. So I presume that anybody interested in that, in, in that kind of pathway would only have to find the website, reach out, send an email, something like that, yeah? Yep, that's exactly right, Mel. Yeah. So our, our, our question, our, our final question for you, Kelly, and in a lot of uh, respects, the whole point of our podcast. Uh, if you could say anything to a veteran or a military spouse right now, living anywhere, what advice would you give them if they're transitioning or if they're already transitioned and they're stuck in a dead-end job? What's the one thing that you would want them to know from your personal experience? Yeah, sure. Um, also a really tough question. Um, I think it's important that people are aware that career is, someone's career is about you and what you want to be and what you want to do. Um, so it's about bringing your skills, your curiosity, your passions um, and your best self to work. And if that's not something that you're doing currently, that might be an indication that it's time for a change. Um, if you have ideas and a passion for making a difference, then I can absolutely recommend exploring opportunities in Accenture, uh, as we do have a big need for veterans to work within our uh, Defence National Security portfolio. However, we do also have big opportunities, like we discussed earlier, Mel and Ollie, um, outside of that portfolio where security clearance um, isn't an issue. If you have a, a passion around um, the tech and digital space and, and making a difference, we would love to hear from you. That's, I, I love that answer, Kelly. Oh, great. <laughs> I, I, I love that answer. Um, I think that's just such an empowering way to put it for, for, for somebody that's sort of stuck there and all they're seeing is the walls and the obstacles. Um, to take that little piece of advice away, I think is, is a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Especially when you've been in, in defence for either a short or long period of time and, and you've been told what to do. Um, right. I think it's really, really important um, in a transition to, to think about yourself and what you want to do, what skills you can bring and how you can help. To take, to take ownership of it and, and, and to, to realise that it's your path, I guess, your problem in some respects. And really nobody's going to... Is, Thousands of people out there who, who will help for the asking, but really no one's going to do it for you. Um, I, I think. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add to the conversation at this point, Kelly? Um, I think 
we've covered everything. <laughs> yeah, we have. We have. It's been um, it's been a really great session and some excellent advice. And and uh, for anybody that's interested in any of the topics that Kelly has spoken about, uh, you can contact Ollie or myself or. Kelly also has a LinkedIn profile. I don't think she'll mind me saying. Um, reach out, connect, check out the websites on the different areas of interest or contact yeah. us at With You With Me for the Tech Veteran Podcast. Kelly Davis, thank you so much. No Thanks, problem. Kelly. Thanks, Mel. Thanks, Ollie. Appreciate your time. Thanks for being on the episode with us, Kelly, and for shedding a little bit more light on what Accenture's partnership with, with You With Me means for our veterans. If anybody listening is interested in what we were talking about in this episode please make sure to go onto the website which we'll leave a link for in the bio and check it out and remember if you or anybody you know has a story that they would like to share with us on this podcast make sure to get into contact with either mel or myself and we can set up a date